Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Welcome to this installment of Rated LGBT Radio. I am your host, Rob Watson, and today... Our show literally is going to be amazing. Uh, We have a young human being, performer, advocate, and hero, Desmond Napolis. And Desi is a 15-year-old drag star and really an LGBTQ hero. And the reason I say that is Desi is definitely out there and has so many projects that will make your head spin, Um, and most of them are under the brand of being amazing. Uh, Desi performs as Desmond the Amazing. Um, They have a book out um, uh, for children that is, uh, and I will find the title of that, Um, but, and they have a song, which is We Are Amazing, um, the book is Be Amazing, and and the um, and their fashion line is Be Amazing NYC. So I think you catch the drift. There is a definite theme there, and Desi certainly lives up to that. Um, not only is Desi um, doing all these projects, they are an LGBTQ advocate, gender fluid editorial, and runway model motivational public speaker, performer, clothing designer, actor, singer, host, social media influencer, and published author. Um, and they are 15. So if, if you want to hang out with somebody that makes you feel like you are doing absolutely nothing with your life, Desi would be the person to hang out with. Um, they have also, they've been obviously showered with praise and admiration for what they do and their visibility and their talent. And this has come at a cost. They are not putting themselves out there and, you know, it's smooth sailing. There is a lot of people after them, huge negativity um, on the other side. Uh, In fact, there was a drag show, not drag show, but a drag uh, storytelling hour that uh, Desi was participating in in New York that had to be shut down because of an internet troll that got physically threatening and called the library the day that the event was supposed to be taking place and uh, threatened Desi and and Desi's family. Um, You know, so it's just, you know, that is where the bravery comes in is to stand up and do everything that they're doing anyway um, and and being willing to take on that kind of trolling, that kind of hatred. And we're he, they're doing that at a time now where it is absolutely needed because people who are in a similar situation or have a similar um, self-awareness are under attack from the Republican machine that is going across the country. And so brave people like Desi who are standing up, showing their talent, showing how amazing they are, is absolutely needed. 
Also on today's show, um, we do have a copy of Desi's song, We Are Amazing, and we will be playing that. So Desi is waiting in the wings um, as we speak. Uh, But first, I'm going to bring on our co-host and the editor of the Los Angeles Blade magazine, Brody Levesque, for today's news. Hey, good afternoon, Rob. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. No. Um, Today's uh, kind of got a few things going on in the news, uh, one of which the stories that we're working on currently ties directly in uh, with uh, Desi and uh, what's going on with them in New York. Uh, Right now, currently, the American Civil Liberties Union Gay and Lesbian uh, Project, which is headed up uh, by Chase Strangio at ACLU, is tracking 278 separate pieces of anti-trans, anti-drag proposed bills across 33 states. Um, The latest thing this year uh, with these state houses is to directly target drag shows. So far, Republican state legislatures uh, uh, in Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, West Virginia, and we're hearing noise that they may try it in Florida, are all targeting to ban drag shows. That's about 32 bills. Um, The whole point to this is that the right wing and, and the conservatives have jumped on the mean that the drag shows are sexualizing and grooming kids, particularly boys. And that this is what these bills are to target. The problem is that if these bills should pass, it also puts the transgender community at risk. And, and I'll give you an example. And this is actually not being an extreme example. Let's say um, that you are performing and you're on a pride float and you are a trans person or in drag, according to the way that these laws, should they get put on the books, are framed, okay, you could be potentially charged with a felony. The bills and these laws that are being proposed literally framed and criminalizes the existence by saying also with transgender people, and and we have trans activists and legal types telling us this as well, that that type of gender expression and gender-affirming clothing would be defined as drag. So in addition to targeting our trans kids, our gender-fluid and our non-binary kids, um, with healthcare and with, you know, banning them from participating in a lot of things like GSAs and stuff like that, because it don't say gay laws. Now that now they've, now they're coming at it sideways with, with this latest trend. Um, and it is really awful. Uh, I was watching a hearing in Arkansas uh, earlier this week, and this is a state hearing in the state Senate. One of those testifying in front of the committee uh, was a noted uh, actual pediatrician uh, and a pediatric surgeon. She's well-known. She also happens to be trans, and she was laying out for the lawmakers why this proposed ban against trans care uh, in Arkansas would do so much damage uh, and would create literal suicide risks and a bunch of other things. Halfway through, 
her testimony, she was interrupted by one of the senior senators. And the question was, you identify, you know, as transgender. And she answered in the affirmative. And then the senator said, so do you have a penis? Which immediately got the entire audience in an uproar. Instead of jumping on him, the senior senator chair basically told the witness if she didn't like the question or didn't want to answer it, she could leave. And if anybody in the audience didn't like it, he would have the state troopers clear the room. So this is where we're at. Now, we also have um, a resident of New York City, Brooklyn, actually, a former real estate agent named Chia Rock, and she runs a Twitter account called the Libs of TikTok. They have targeted, they have literally targeted drag performances everywhere. And every time they do that, it's, it's, kind of a, a situation where it's like the Wicked Witch in the Oz books and movie dispatching the flying monkeys, only in this case, it's the really dangerous ones, the proud boys, the white supremacists, and the real homophobes. So what you end up with is she'll sit there and tweet about it. Her tweets have gotten so bad about so-called gender mutilation and so forth that they've actually had circumstances at three of the major children's hospitals in the United States that provide health care for trans kids get literal bomb threats and death threats called in. It's no joke. And it's because of this woman and her Twitter account. Um, And so that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of the lay of the land. Among the legal entities, in addition to the ACLU that is working on this, uh, the National Center for Transgender Equality, uh, Equality Florida, our good friend Brandon Wolf down there, and uh, his crew, Nadine Smith, the director, uh, Mr. Ramirez, who's been on the show before, the director of Equality Texas, and they have their own issues and problems. Uh, and then, of course, the Human Rights Campaign and others, and GLAD. So there is an effort to, you know, counter this. But this, unfortunately, has become a trend that's become very, very difficult. And then one last thing that's also been very much concerning, I've been reporting on it, my reporters have been writing about this, and this is the book banning. And and we have seen LGBTQ books, uh, specifically in Florida, Oklahoma, and these other states targeted. Uh, There's an outfit out there called Moms for Liberty. They're really an onerous right-wing extreme organization, and they're targeting uh, books that are about and for LGBTQ youth. And they've been assisted uh, by people like the Libs of TikTok and others. Uh, and that's framed the context of the argument. And so you, you, you kind of couple that with uh, people targeting the drag queen story hour and these public libraries and some of these other things. And you, you begin to get a kind of a larger picture of just how bad this really is. Um, so that's that's kind of the thematically new time to our guest today. So that's right. uh, it's 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 kind of a just you know an onerous thing. Yes, uh, no, totally. And uh, Desi obviously is going to be front and center on a lot of that. Um, not only being non-binary and um, doing drag. Uh, library readings, but also being an author of a children's book called Be Amazing, 
a history of pride. So affected on the book banning side as well. Um, I have one question before we, we go to Desi though. Brody, what, mm-hmm. um, what about Title IX and the ruling by the Supreme Court? It seems like that would nullify a law that would attack transgender people in public. Well, we're pretty certain that, you know, and according to, you know, the legal types that I've spoken to, um, there there is room for that. But the problem becomes the way that the right wing is phrasing this uh, is based on what they call parental rights. And I, I need to footnote that with earlier today, uh, a revised lawsuit against the state of Florida uh, against the don't say gay law, which incorporated elements of this, was shot down by a federal district uh, saying that the, the complaints had no standing. Um, because of the fact that they are, the architecture of these bills is on parental rights, the legal area of that gets a little gray. And the problem is that if the lawsuits were to come out of any of the courts in either the 11th Circuit which is Atlanta and the states around Atlanta, and, of course, the U.S. Fifth Circuit, New Orleans, which includes Oklahoma, Arkansas, and, of course, Texas. And they have, you know, just a treasure trove of conservative judges. You know, if it does get to the high court, let's say, you're looking at a conservative majority on the high court, more than likely would, you know, probably back up any lower court ruling it's constitutional, again, falling within the parameters of parental rights and religious freedoms. And this is really where the danger is. Um, so it depends upon how the legal challenge is presented. At this point, right, right now, it's academic and it's theoretical because the laws are still working their way through the state houses. But it's just it's extremely problematic. And, of course, the other part of it, and I think Desi will probably address this, too, because he and his mother, uh, Wendy, have had to deal with they, I'm sorry, <laughs> they, they and their they and their mother, uh, Wendy, have had to deal with uh, you know the death threats and, and some of the other nonsense that goes with it. So and it, it's very very serious. And I'm glad that Desi's on today so they can actually speak to that because I think it's important that our listeners understand this isn't an academic exercise. This is the real world. This is something that they live with every day, and that you know the thousands and thousands and thousands of other LGBTQ youth and their parents you know, are being confronted with. So while it's nice to have, you know, the thought of protection, let's get into the practical and would it hold up in court? And that really is an uncertain area. Right. So um, so for our listeners, this is an area we need you to fight like hell. Um, get out there, you know, uh, wherever you live, wherever you are, um, this needs to be fought down because it, it is creating real horrible harm. And we've We've got to um, we've got to fix it. We've got to, and it's being done for heinous political reasons, and there is no justification behind it whatsoever at all. Period. Stop. Um, okay, Brody. Uh, thanks a lot. And with that, I want to uh, shift over to our guest, Desi. Welcome to Hello. the show. Hello. How are so, you? No, I'm good. How are you after hearing all that? Horrible news out there. Well, you know, it's... How does that affect you? Well, to me, first off, 
it's really disappointing that um, we're having to deal with this at this time because I used to think that, you know, LGBT people were getting the rights that they deserve. But, you know, as we're seeing, that's certainly not the case. And that's very sad because LGBT people just want to live like normal people. And I think it's important that we're able to have our rights and not have that taken away from us because of who we are. And I think that's just, that it just shows the injustice of, you know, people and how they actually view LGBTQ people. Absolutely. And it underscores how important you are. You personally are um, because you are living it and you are out there and you're giving live testimony to how unfair this is, how ridiculous it is um, by your work and your presence. So right up front, thank you for all of that. I want to dial you back in your your long, long, long life um, and go back uh, seven years ago to that first Pride Parade when you were eight years old and you hit the streets of New York in drag. What was that day like for you? Well, it was a very exciting day because, you know, I never expected that to happen. Um, and honestly, it was very fun because, you know, I had people, you know, cheering me on and it made me feel very good about myself. And I think that just shows what it's like for young kids when they're able to express themselves. It just shows that they are happy. And, you know, it is important that LGBTs are happy because look what's happening to us right now. It's very important that we are able to be ourselves and not let other people take that away from us. And so much, even starting then, your family started getting harassment. Um, Were you aware of that, or did your folks not let you know any of that was going on? I was aware of it, but my family didn't like me talking about it or bringing it up because they they didn't want me to really know or talk about it. Um, I always knew it existed, but I always just ignored it because that's what my family taught me to do. I, I think that is really wise and important. And um, the people who talk badly, and it, it's this weird thing that happens with people who are haters. And it, it happened long before you were born. And, you know, for those of us who are just slightly older than you, um, we've been putting up with it for a long time. And what they do is they they create a situation where they're beating up on you, they're putting you down, they're, they're bad-mouthing you, they're complaining to authorities about you, all this sort of stuff. And then when somebody goes, okay, but what's wrong with this person that you're attacking? And they're going, well, look how attacked they are. That, that's, that, they're, not, they're not healthy. They're, they're being attacked. And it's like, but you're the one attacking them. So it's yeah. like this whole circular insanity that is, is behind all this. Um, so uh, you you have so many different projects that you've been involved with. What Which ones are your biggest passions? Which ones do you love doing the most? Well, I really love, like, acting. I'm doing activism because I'm able to help others and fight for others' rights. And I also really love fashion, doing fashion. You know, I, I, I'm working on a sneaker collection right now. 
Um, that's going to be out soon. So for me, those are my two favorite things. I'm sorry, I missed the last part of what you said. It was a sweet collection that I'm making. Okay. Um, Desi, try to speak a little closer into your microphone. You're, you're getting muffled there. Okay. Yeah, great. Okay. We, 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 we want to be able to hear you. Um, well, I hope your skin collection has stuff that um, is good for older people like me, too, because I want to take advantage of it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. Don't forget us, okay? Um, I won't. So one thing, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, and, you know, children's books were always important to me. Um, you know, with my, my kids who are actually mm-hmm. five years older than you are um, now, uh, but you have already written a book for kids, which actually sounds fantastic. Um, tell us about Be Amazing, A History of Pride. What, what inspired you to well, put that together? Well, I was inspired to put that together because I think it's important that kids have that type of book that they can learn um, and learn about LGBTQ people because, you know, LGBTQ people, you know, as we're saying, you know, they're being censored. And I don't think that we should be censored. And I think people should know that we exist because people know that we, we exist. They're more likely to be accepting of us. And it's important that they accept us because, you know, that's how we get our rights. I absolutely agree. And I'm actually thrilled that you chose not just to write about LGBTQ people, but that you did um, want to focus on the history and how we got here. What, what in the history of pride stood out to you personally as being important landmarks? Can you say that again? What, what in, as you were working on your book, what, what um, events in LGBTQ history stood out to you as being important that that resonated with you personally? Well, definitely like um, Stonewall and the day that we were able to get gay marriage. I think those are both very important things. And that's why I include them in my book. Um, and honestly, I also talked about how, you know, about how Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera Two trans women were treated um, during that time too, um, and uh, I also introduced people to other LGBT people like you know RuPaul and um, you know Willie Ninja. Um, so I really introduced them to a lot of people who are very big in the LGBT community, and I think that that is very important to do. I, I think that's fantastic to do, and I, I really thank you for for focusing on that and doing that. Um, speaking of RuPaul, I know one of the, the many things that you've done is you um, appeared at um, DragCon, and um, I saw a picture of you with RuPaul, so I know you've met RuPaul. Did uh, RuPaul give you any advice? He said I was the future of America, which he was very good. Um, and you know, it also he also said, um, you know, to be myself always. Well, I think that's what he said. Something, something like that. 
but I can remember because it was so long ago, and honestly, I was really, like, in the days when that happened because I would never expect RuPaul to, like, do that thing. So that's what I remember. Um, but, yeah, I do I do 100% him remember him saying, I'm the future of America, which uh, was very good. And and is very true um, because you are. Thank so you. One of the things <laughs> – thank you. Thank you for being you. Um, one of the things that you have done, um, and I'm going to kind of call it out as being very much seemingly inspired by RuPaul's work, is your debut single, We Are Amazing. Um, how did that come about? Well, um, it was a really long time. So I, like, I think I started it in 2018. But it got stalled for a bit, and then I was finally able to release it. Um, and for me, it was really just, I really made it so I could, like, empower LGBTQ people um, and kids and just know, let them know that they are amazing. And, you know, because they are for, you know, what they do and the stuff they have to go through. So, yes, they are amazing. Um, and that's really one of the reasons why I made the book. And, um I'm not the book, the song. Sorry. Um, right. Well, but, it you is, know, I think it's I important. Lo- I think it's important that they are able to have that support. It, absolutely. And, and I think it is important for them to hear. Um, oh. I love it. I, I can't stop dancing to it. Um, and do <laughs> you mind if we go ahead and play it for our listeners right now? Yeah. Just mute me so just in case I there's a few muffles or anything. Okay, there there shouldn't be. We are going to play um, We Are Amazing um, by Desmond Napoli, and here it is. Dragonistas, fashion the man who 
there, and I dare anybody listening to that to not be absolutely tapping your feet and dancing around the room at this point. So that that was fantastic. Um, Desi, have you have you used that in a show? Have you danced to that yourself? Yes, I I have. Um, and you know, uh, you know, looking back on it, you know, um, I really think it had a positive message. Um, you know, sometimes I wish I could make a new song, but sometimes I don't. Um, but I honestly really love the song, so. I I love it. There's nothing there's nothing I personally would change in it. Um, but if you were to do another song, what would what message would you want to put into a new song? Well, I think I would need a re-updated version for 2022, 2023. Sorry, 2023 me, because that was 2018. So I'd make a new version of the song again. Well, I, I, and something tells me that that will probably happen, um, given how, how you roll on things. I want to go to something that was a little harder, um, uh, and that is the event that was to happen in the Bronx. Um, and you were, you were going to just do an event at a library, and it didn't go very well. Um, tell us that story. Tell us what happened. Okay, so I was going to do a story time reading in the Morphing Library. Um, and, well, I had to be canceled because there was someone uh, threatening to confront my parents um, there. And the, the library decided to cancel it because they, first off, didn't want any because of yeah. Second of all, they didn't know it was real or fake. And third of all, they wanted to protect the safety of the kids and me. So, yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. happened. How, how did you able, feel after that, that after that got canceled? Did it hurt your well, feelings? Well, that was kind of sad. Yes, it really was because I was really excited to reach the kids. But thankfully, I was able to reach them again. But it wasn't like it wasn't revealed on social media. But I went to the library at, like like I believe a month or month after that happened. I can't remember. And then I uh, read to them, but it wasn't like planned on social media or anything. So that was so I was able to read to them, but you know it was also very sad because you know uh, I was really looking forward to doing that, and just because you know some rude person said you know that you know they're gonna do this, you know it was canceled. This just shows the hatred that some people have. It was really sad. Uh, it absolutely is. Um, when you first were started doing drag and um, and all that, you were of an age that a lot of these states are not letting people talk about things like drag or being gay or being transgender or being non-binary in classrooms. Um, obviously, your parents were super supportive of you. Um, at what age did they start tuning in that you this was part of who you were? When did they get the idea that that this was not you know that you weren't into Tonka trunk trucks and G.I. Joe's? Well, you know, I've always been very feminine. And um, you know, for me I, I just always felt, you know, like more feminine and that's come from a very young age and you know they honestly really aren't um 
they, they really didn't care as long as I was being myself and not hurting anyone. Um, they had no problem with it, which is very um, nice to have because I know not everyone has that. And what would, what is your message to these government people who are trying to oppress kids like you in in schools in Florida, for example, that don't want them to talk about it, know about it. They want them to to essentially be people they're not. What 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 is your message to them? Well, I think my message to them is, you know, why? You know, people are just trying to be themselves. I don't understand why that's such a problem to you. But if it is, then I really think you should consider getting a life. Because you should worry about your own stuff before you worry about, like, me and me trying to be myself. And that's just honestly a fact. <laughs> I love it. You should consider getting yourself a life. I think I think that's, that's a, an awesome quote. Um I, you are you are quite the proficient blogger. You write a lot of your thoughts and um, point of view out on online on your website. Um, one that you wrote, a piece you wrote for, I think it was the Trevor Project, um, was called "We Need to Prioritize Mental Health for LGBTQ Plus Youth." Um, talk to me about youth and mental health and what what are your thoughts well i think mental health is very important um because mental health is able to you know make you feel better um and as someone who has struggled with mental health i really think that mental health is important and that's why i think people are just being plain old just trying to you know um i guess just eliminate us because they know that these treatments uh, help us get, you know, good mental health. And then they just want to, like, I guess, eliminate us, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, – and what what information do you think kids need, younger kids need when they – feel themselves getting depressed and angry and feeling bullied, um, what what would you like to see happen for them? Um, honestly, I'd just like to see these bills, like, eliminated or pushed or rejected, sorry. Um, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, these bills are just harmful. They're really just harmful to us. And for what? Just because, you know, we're LGBTQ? Like, really, most LGBTQ people don't care. Um, you know, they just are trying to be themselves and live their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just doing what you do, I think, and kids seeing you um, inspires them. Um, one thing that you, like you said, you were, you've done and, you know, done very well is um, different fashion designs. What I am, I'll tell you up front, I am kind of a fashion geek myself. What, what are some of your ideas and advice for people looking into fashion? 
Well, always just like, I guess always just like be yourself and always, always do what makes you feel good. Um, because, what, you know, it's important to make you feel good. Absolutely. What, what, um, what type of fashion do you design the most? Do you design more of the feminine style fashion, uh, more oh, kind of well, non-binary? I really think that fashion doesn't have a gender, but when I really tend to I like that. I'm sorry, Des, I need to speak a little more into the mic. I'm having trouble hearing you. For me, I really like wearing feminine stuff, but I like to design fashion for everyone. And I think fashion doesn't have a gender, so this is my um, idea. Yeah, no, I think that's really true. Tell me more about your um, cosmetic line and your skincare line. Well, uh, I actually went to say, it's a skincare line, sorry. Um, um, it's when you can, like, use your skin to do some parts of Manhattan, you know, we have to ask you, Harlem. Um, I can upload your skin on my um, website, and they're all made by me. I'm very excited to uh, release them because, you know, so far, my friends and People have thought they are really cool. It means a lot to me. So I'm just really excited to release uh, them. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, are you doing more writing or production stuff as well? Writing or production stuff? No, not really. I wouldn't want to focus on school right now. Because school is really important for me right now. That's mostly what I'm really, um, frankly, um, no, that yeah, that, that, oh, the, oh, the school stuff. Yeah, that does that does kind of interfere. Um, what what are your plans after school? Do you are you um, looking to go to college or go to a tr- get into a certain trade? Um, no, I really want to work for the MCA um, because I always love training. Um, that's really what I really want to do, you know, over honestly. You say you like you you want to work on trains. Yeah, trains. That's fantastic. That's fascinating. What what uh, what got you interested in that? Well, I've always been growing up in New York, and you know, New York has a lot of trains, so I've always felt like you know it'd be fun to, to work on that, you know. Because I find it very interesting. I I think that's terrific. Um, what what are your hopes for you know in terms of the politics of this country? Um, do you plan on staying politically involved as you get older? Well, honestly, it depends on what happens in the future. But um, for for now, I really can't have an answer on that because you know. Um, I really just want to see what happens in the future, but obviously I still want to protest for these anti-trans bills that are happening because um, my community doesn't deserve to have that uh, stuff. 
targeted towards them. It's just unfair. No, I totally agree. Um, I know that um, besides that, which obviously you are a terrific advocate for because you're you're living your life and you're living your life in a very um, public way so other kids can see you and be inspired by you. Um, there are other issues that kind of face us that really are going to affect your generation, though, like climate change and um, gun rights or gun violence. Um, what what are your feelings about those movements? Well, I think it's important that we have both of those movements because, you know, you know, as we can see, there was a lot of mass shootings recently, which just shows that we really do need these gun um, rights, um, like to make sure that you know people aren't able to access an assault rifle and stuff, and. Um, what was the other one? I forgot. Uh, well, climate change. Climate change. I Global think climate warming. change is very yeah. important um, because, you know, that's kind of scary that my generation is going to have to deal with that. Um, but for me, I try um, to, you know, not really worry about this stuff because it kind of stresses me out a lot. Um, yeah. So I really don't like talking about that stuff because it stresses me out a lot knowing that, you know, that's, that's a possibility well, I'm, I I think uh, your it does stress you out and it stresses everybody out. I mean, it's um, and we just need to get the message to the people who can do something about it. Um, one thing that you have written about was um, in schools where um, schools give kids access to computers and tablets and those type of things that they actually are collecting data on those kids and that there's some danger of LGBTQ teens being outed um, as, uh, as a result of that. Um, what are your thoughts on that technology and what kind of guidelines should be put in place? Well, I do def- definitely think that's a possibility. I think there should be guidelines put in place for that. Um, what type of guidelines, I'm not sure. Um, but I do think that's a very real thing that is very dangerous um, because LGBTQ kids, they should not be outed. They don't want to be outed. That's just very not, that's, that's very cruel. And that's also very, you know, inappropriate. You're, obviously, your folks have been really terrific and you know, they're behind you 100%. Have you talked to kids who um, identify with you, that they, they see themselves very similarly to you, but they don't have that kind of support? Yes, I've talked to a lot of kids that feel like that, and I feel very bad for them because, you know, for me, having that support was also, was very helpful for me. And, you know, it's sad that they aren't able to have that type of support when they should be able to have that type of support. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what uh, are you? Are you? Do you plan on performing um, your drag act um, much further, or is that something that you're putting to the sideline? I'm putting it to the sideline right now because I'm really not interested in drag right now. Um, I'm really, in, I, I really don't do drag anymore, honestly, because I just don't see me doing it. I just see it as me being myself. 
Um, so I don't really see me doing that much stuff like that in the future. Um, but I definitely still do enjoy drag. That's something I very much do enjoy. So, yeah. Well, that's, that is terrific. So if, um, if I met somebody and uh, I was talking about you and I was going to give them a description of you, what, what are the things that I should say about you? Um, How should I describe you? Uh, well, always describe me as a very happy person because I'm a very happy person. And, you know, tell people that I think that LGBTQ rights are very important because they are. Um, and I would also like to tell people to be themselves and not to hate on people for who they are. Absolutely. What? Um, who are your heroes? Who do you look up to? Well, my heroes are my mom and RuPaul, because without RuPaul, I probably wouldn't be here where I am today. So, yeah. Excellent. That, that's fantastic. And um, one thing I'd like to ask my guests, um, because, you know, obviously I've asked you a lot of questions, um, and that is, what haven't I asked you that I should be asking you? Me? Yeah. Um, well, I think you've asked very good questions, so um, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, because you asked some very good questions. Well, well thank you. Um, what, if you had, um, you know, were hanging out with, like, like when you were going to do the reading um, of books for, um, the library and um, kids that were younger than you, the kids that are like your age when you, you marched in New York Pride, um, you know, eight or nine-year-olds that, um, you know, they like dressing up in different clothing that, that people were frowning at. What would you tell them? Um, well, I tell them to don't worry about what other people think and just be yourself, you know, be yourself. Don't let people get to you. Um, because, you know, people got to me um, and, you know, it really affected me. So um, I think, yeah, that's, that, would, that would be what I would have to say. And in the moments that people got to you and, and you know, that, you know, you had to deal with that that negativity. What what did you use to get yourself feeling better? Um, I mean, can you repeat that? Sorry. Yeah. No. I just you know it's like you've had to deal with a lot of haters, you know, on on different things, and, and as you said, you. You were aware of that, and if it got you in a place where you were feeling down and, and not feeling as happy and feeling stressed out, what what tools and what were your things that you did that got you out of those moods and feeling better? Um, well, really just being myself and accepting myself for who I am, because accepting myself for who I am is probably one of the most important things that people can do to make them feel better about themselves, and that's just 
really a big fan. Well, I think you're wonderful, and I I can't wait to see what you choose to do next. And, you know, as you fix our train system or you do something artistic and creative, um, I think you're going to be just an enormous success. And I think what you've already done um, has given a lot of kids a lot of hope, and they've given somebody to look up to. Um, so I, I really want to thank you for for being you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, being you too. Because it's important oh, well, that, you know, people are, you. that people are being themselves. It is. It is. And, and we want to um, make that continue. So I'm going to give you the, the last words here. And then um, I'm going to close this out and we're going to play your song again at the end of the show okay. um, as, as we, we go out. But uh, what is what is your message to the United States and the rest of the world? What do you want them to know? Um, that LGBTQ people exist and you can't get rid of us. And we're always going to be here regardless of whether you try and get rid of us or not. Well, perfect, perfectly said. You're absolutely beautiful, and um, like I said, can't can't wait to see what is next for you. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to wind down today. I want to thank Brody Levesque for his work and for being Brody, um, and the editor of the Los Angeles Blade magazine. You can find that at losangelesblade.com. And Desi, um, what is your website so people can find out more about you? Uh, DesmondIsAmazing.com. DesmondIsAmazing.com. Check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, um, It's got uh, Desi's blog, which is really fascinating. Um, It's got Desi's design project. You can connect to the song and find a place to get that. Um, And it's got the book, which looks absolutely beautiful as well. So with that, we're going to say goodbye today, and we will be back again next week. Um, And we're going to close out with um, our goodbye, and we are also going to play um, We Are Amazing one more time because I think it is an incredible theme song. So today we're going to steal it and have it be our theme. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio.